Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is your main event, Mark's Podcast, brought to you by the Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad, I am Troy. And with me as always, he is the ECW Encyclopedia of Classic Wrestling. He is the Mikey Whipwreck to my Cactus Jack. Mikey! It's Greg. What's up, Greg? You know, I'm often wish you give yourself the cooler ones. I normally I try to give myself the, the the other guy. If people took one look at us together, do you think they'd pick you as the cool one? Uh, well, I no. would say especially in this especially in this package, I would be I'd definitely be Mikey. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Mikey Whipwreck isn't bad. He isn't good either. Oh, you don't like Mikey? Hell no. <laughs> uh. I don't like Colin was... Delaney more. Wow. He wasn't that damn bad. Good Lord. Hey, he just had a match on TV this year. Like a couple weeks uh, ago. Delaney? Yeah. With, uh, For some reason, what? AEW decided to have him on TV. He was on Dynamite. Oh, I thought oh, you yeah. watched AEW. <laughs> uh, I don't watch consistently. I watch every once in a while. Is he on? Was he actually on? You said he was on Dynamite? Yes, he was. <laughs> Good lord. Why is he not on Dark? <laughs> Forgetting what he was even doing. I think he was getting beat up by Wardlow, maybe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he was on there, though. <laughs> uh, that's a good use of TV time. Uh, hey, a uh, listener to the show and a uh, mutual <laughs> friend messaged me and said he was watching Dark Elevation. He said, hey, Brandy's wrestling. I'm like, oh yeah? He said, she sucks. And I'm like, you don't say. Wow, there must be something yeah. going on. If she's being relegated to dark, you can't get on dynamite. They must really not have any pull left. Well, I mean, like, what the hell is she gonna do? She's like, I think they're figuring out that people don't really like Cody, and they're 
they definitely don't like her. Like, at least Cody has a chance of being rehabbed. Nobody ever liked Brandy. So, uh, AEW Dynamite featuring Brandy. <laughs> right. And Baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well. Oh, good grief. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go back, uh, was it 25 years in the, or no, 26 years in the past? I'm getting, I can't math today, man. It's for ECW's. It's weird because if you guys have been listening, Troy only likes numbers that end in zero or five. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's something with the anniversaries, but yeah, we mix it up once in a while. I, I notice you're always like, Hey, can we do something not <laughs> 10, 15, or 20 years ago? It kind of limits you when you do that. Like, you know. Yeah, I know. I understand. So that's why I like to switch it up every once in a while. But so he does this. He throws me a bone and gives us this. <laughs> hey, we haven't covered ECW in a while. I gave you a list. I was like, hey, here's a bunch of ECW shows we can do just to throw the ECW fans something. And you pick this one. So, uh, I picked it based on the card because it looked the least of the two evils, and that's not saying much, yeah. but yes. All right, yeah. Either way, okay. though, I do enjoy watching these back, and like, wow, this was terrible, and it just uh, affirms my hatred of this company. Now, there is something hey. on here I did like, though. Yeah, well, hey, everybody, uh, happy Black History Month. Here's this. <laughs> <laughs> is there uh, a black person on the show? Yeah, oh, I, I, don't I, I don't think he doesn't is. even wrestle. Yeah, well, yeah, Mustafa has a segment. That's it. We don't even get New Jack. We got gypped. <laughs> Only uh, black wrestlers have taste. That's why they're not on the show. Oh, good lord. Uh, yeah, the, we had a, we had the Dudley Boys minus Devon on this show. So again, a man with taste. Yeah, all, right, all, right, he is, all right, I'm done. <laughs> he's like, I don't even want to get close to this thing. But, uh, yeah, there were a lot of people on the show, and we'll get into it, but a lot of people were, I was like, who the F is that? Like, I, I, Yeah, I say this, all this stuff, but I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. I'll say that right now. Yeah, I don't know. I just, you, I, I always know you pride yourself on, you know, like, events and dates and whatever. I pride myself on knowing who the hell people are. Like, even the most obscure people, I'm like, oh, yeah, he was in such and such and did this or that, you know. I didn't know who a lot of these people were. I'm like, mother of God. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn. But we'll get into it with the uh, with the show. Uh, but first, we're going to take a time out to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Fanatics. Get all your officially licensed sports gear with Fanatics at Fanatics.com. Click the link down in the podcast description and let them know that the main event marks and burns sent you. Also, we are sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great-tasting vitamins, and big-brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code at checkout. It's Main Event Marks. It's all one word for 15% off your order. That's Main Event Marks. Also, we are back on Burns. We are live Every single Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time now, 6 p.m. Pacific, it is the Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. It is the relaunch of the Unhinged Sports Network. If you go to tikilive.com forward slash channel forward slash burns, 
Burns is the brand new Unhinged Sports Radio Network. Again, we go live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on TikiLive.com forward slash channel forward slash Burns. That's Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, TikiLive.com forward slash channel forward slash B-U-R-N-S. But now we're going to take our first break of the podcast. On the other end of this, we have quite a bit of news and notes. And honestly, even if this event completely sucked, which wasn't good, but uh, it, I, I like doing news and notes. You and I talked about this. We like putting ourselves back in this date and time. Covering the event is just like the, the cherry on top for me. So news and notes time right after this, and there's plenty to get into. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble in your new main event marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store Slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. 
so you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. We're back. Time to dive into the news and notes from February of 1996. Uh, Vince McMahon had to file a complaint with the FTC because of TBS having a systematic plan to destroy the WWF so that it can achieve a monopoly over the wrestling industry. Sorry, did you say the FTC? Yeah. What the hell is that? Um, Federal Trade Commission. It was the FCC. That's why I was... Yeah, that's I. Uh, I had to stop and think for a second. I'm like, F- so, no, that wouldn't make sense. So. Now, first, I'm gonna just dive into something real quick. Um, when you're a figure collector and you hear FTC, they're actually a figure toy company, and they are one of the worst in all of figures. Oh, yeah. If anyone <laughs> wants to go throw that in your Google machine, go look up FTC wrestling figures and look at some of those likenesses. They are brutal. <laughs> that's the first <laughs> nice. thought I had though when you said that. Well, uh, either way, this I, I have to pause here for for a second just to laugh at this whole thing where Vince McMahon's like, we we need to stop Turner. He, he's trying to monopolize wrestling. How dare he? Because <laughs> I can do it better. Yeah, it's like in in five years he's gonna be like, what uh, what monopoly? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, anyway, Vince also took out a full-page ad, or excuse me, full-page ads with an S, in the New York Times, complaining oh, about yes, his man. <laughs> wow, <laughs> uh, complaining about his harsh treatment at the hands of the, of uh, Ted Turner's monstrous empire, and then had Jerry McDivitt send a letter to Eric Bischoff demanding an apology for insinuating that Vince was behind the power outage on Nitro on the February 5th episode. Finally, he finished off the week with a letter to Ted Turner himself complaining about WCW promising a bloodbath at the Super Brawl pay-per-view after all of his hard work to eliminate it from his own shows. Super (sighs) Brawl? Yeah, Super Brawl 96. I don't I don't remember that one off the top of my head. Macho Man and uh, Savage in the Cage, I believe. Uh, Yeah, it was Savage and Flair. Seven. Yeah, Savage oh. player in the cage, right? Uh, <laughs> I think so. I'm. I didn't. I didn't check that one out, but I. I believe so. Pretty sure because, it is. Uh, it's where yeah, Liz turns that, on Macho Man. I believe so. Yeah, I, I believe that's the one that Uncle Dave said. Uh, if not for that match, the whole show would have been kind of crap. But I don't know. I I I actually might have to agree with him on that. <laughs> I'd have to go back and watch because I I don't think I've seen it before. I always yeah, like Macho too, and Flair. You know, I like to watch. Good lord! Now a shirt on our uh, on our bonfire store. Go check it out on our Linktree account, linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. 
we're going to break down some of these aspects of the story bit by bit here. But the one that made me laugh at the end was he he's like, well, I don't have any blood on my shows, so you shouldn't on yours either. <laughs> it's like, OK, and like, uh, I, I don't I don't even know where to go with that one. Like Vince took that as like an attack on Turner. It's like, well, you should do exactly what I do. No. Have the kitty wrestlers and stuff. <laughs> but to be fair, they're all being phased out at this point. But well, we it was still fresh that. in my mind. We have a wrestling plumber. Why don't you? God dang it. <laughs> you could have picked anybody as an example. <laughs> well, they did. I mean. No, I mean you. I you could have picked anybody just... as an example, and you picked T.L. and Hopper. <laughs> yeah, I did, man. <laughs> Why not? Oh, man. But, yeah, uh, breaking down bits of this here, uh, Vince McMahon is making claims that his issue isn't the promotional war, which he, of course, welcomes because he loves to be challenged, but rather that Ted Turner is bringing the might of his entire empire against him to destroy the WWF. He also claims, despite allegations, that the situation today is totally different from decades earlier when Vince himself swallowed up all of the regional promotions and killed them uh, one by one. Vince claims that when he did it, uh, he used his own money and he had to run a profitable enterprise to survive. And all but uh, all of the two bit regional promotions were too dumb to survive and tried to expand too fast. And thus it was their own fault. I can't totally disagree with that statement uh, that, you know, they expanded too quick. They yeah, didn't. I mean, I also did look at when they when he took all the guys from their promotions. Like, first of all, they took the money. Okay? Yeah. Let's not forget that. Now, yeah. yeah, he did have it to hand out more than they did, but they took the money. People always never forget that. Like, oh, you, I mean, yeah. you shut down all the territories. Yeah, but the guys left. No, dude, clearly you were doing something wrong to make them want to leave. So, yeah, that. well, it's like, I mean, I complain about the I know you don't because you got one, but I complained about all like the quote unquote super teams in uh, in the NBA where they would buy up all these high priced all stars and just line a team with them. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's like that. I, I always hated that. But well, we I have mean, our own built out of our own draft, though. Yeah, I'll give you Durant, but he's gone now, so. Right. Yeah. But it's like it's they're taking the money. So whatever. There's there's loyalty. And then there's do I want to feed my family? You know, is it, are you going to feed your family with loyalty? I, I don't know. No. And uh, yeah, like Jim Ross says, well, I don't know where you're going to buy the grocery store with loyalty or potential. <laughs> yeah, right. But I like mean, the, hey, Jim Ross himself said this, so. Well, I'll agree with him on that first point. Lex Luger fed himself and a lot of family. Well, could have fed a lot of families with potential. So there's that. Right. But also in the era, too, though. I mean, you yeah, know, I look at that, too. That wouldn't work now. I mean, look at Wardwell. Yeah. I mean, he's a perfect example of a guy with potential, not doing nothing with him. Like, like that's yep. my example. You know, it could be well, Brock Lesnar of that company. It's funny. Yeah, I got right. I mentioned twice now on this podcast, but like. Yeah, what are you gonna do with, with potential? She deliver with it. I just, I just laugh at this whole thing where he's like, oh, he's, he's bringing, he's bringing all this money and this might of this entire empire down on my little mom and pop business. 
Like, oh, for God's sake. And then a few years later, he's like, Ring of Honor, F him. Hey, he just let Impact in the Royal Rumble, so he's coming around. Yeah, that one. Well, I, I think finally he's like, ha, Impact, I already beat them multiple times. <laughs> like, they're like a goddamn cockroach. They won't die. But, ah, dang it. Uh, Vince McMahon's complaint with the FTC seeking to block the Time Warner mor- merger with TBS doesn't allege any one horrible practice from Turner, but rather a series of questionable behavior like putting Nitro against his show and starting it earlier, plus contract tampering with his stars, outbidding him on syndication deals, undercutting ad rates, and lying about him on the WCW hotline. WCW responded by pointing out... Wait, 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 hold on. He listened to that? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody did. (laughs) We found the listener, folks. Well, if you... uh, If you listen to Bruce Pritchard's podcast, I guess that was Howard Finkel's job was to go around, like, pay attention to what everybody else was doing and then write a report and give it to Vince. And in in return, he got, what, his tuxedo match on Raw every couple of weeks with Harvey (laughs) Lutherman? I'm sure he got compensated well for it. I don't know. (laughs) I can can imagine that now. It's like, uh, yes, and who is this membership for? Howard Finkel. (laughs) That was his real name, right? Uh, Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering. I never looked that up. I just, I just assumed it was. So. Right. And how are you paying for this membership? With a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, new Visa. Yeah. Right. Uh, however, I will not be paying debit. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get it all in. Good lord. <laughs> Uh, furthermore, Vince claims that the billionaire Ted skits are part of his master plan to expose the evils of the Turner Empire. And if he just aired his grievances in a straightforward manner on TV, then people would change the channel. When it was pointed out that the most recent skit didn't actually involve anything parodying WCW, it was just a mean spirited attack uh, on Ted Turner personally. Vince defended it by saying that he just wanted to inform the public about what a terrible person that Turner really is. My gosh. (laughs) This is like uh, beyond childish. Like, I got to I got to ask. It's like, dude, you and I always use this for certain people. It's like, did Turner touch you? (laughs) Like, what happened, man? (laughs) Like, I know he's putting you out of business, way, 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 whatever. It's like you won in the end. I know in 96 he didn't know that he was going to win. But seriously, it's like, gosh, dude. Well, keep in mind, Bruce Pritchard, 1985 was their worst year. So they are coming off of their fiscal worst year ever. Yeah. He said so 96 that. they were starting to come back. Got to factor that in, too. It's like you're literally pledging, which sounds funny today. Well, and oddly enough, as much as we crap on 95, rightfully so, uh, Bischoff said 1995 was the first year WCW ever turned a profit. So there you go, man. That was the first full calendar year with Hogan in the company, too, So because he came in July of 94. So there's that full calendar year, 12 pay-per-views. Uh, Nitro I don't think they had 12 yet. I think they had like eight. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think they had a full, thought they had a full No, because I don't even think there's a January pay-per-view. Like right before the uh, right before this, there's no I think uncensored debuted that uh, that year. Mm. Yeah, I don't think okay. there was a Road Wild or anything like that yet. That was not until '96. Yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah, it was close. Um, but yeah, they had almost a full calendar year. Well, I think that also helped though. You don't have you don't have twelve people more incentive to buy them all. Right. So there you go. And Hogan there all year, like you said. Uh, Nitro started that year, so lots going on. They still had the Clash of the Champions specials going on that year. But while Eric Bischoff was forced to apologize on the February 12th Nitro for his insinuations of sabotaging Nitro's power uh, and is now under a gag order from the head office, being told that uh, being told not to respond to any of Titan's barbs until after the merger has gone through. Merger was going through for like six years, dude. (laughs) I know. Well, by the time they finished this merger, they were starting another one. And that one killed the damn company. Uh, it, and, uh, you know, Bischoff said, you know, little did Ted Turner know, because he said when the last time Turner was actually lucid enough to know what the hell was going on and did interviews, he said if he could do it all over again, he never would have went through those mergers because they they shoved him out of his own damn company without us without him having any say so. <sighs> it is what it is. But uh As mentioned earlier, Vince McMahon sent a rather condescending letter to Ted Turner himself, saying that he assumes Ted condones the act of self-mutilation via blading due to the fact that Hulk Hogan, quote, bleeds all over the place. Uh, Uncle Dave points out that Bret Hart just bled buckets at the the December In Your House pay-per-view. It was heavily promoted and then shown again on Raw to boost ratings. Now, Bret Bret in his book said that was a complete accident, though. Uh... Yeah. Well, it, that's a, that's the thing with Brett. Everybody said they never knew if it was an accident or not because he used to he used to lie about it all the time because he was so good at hiding it and making it look like. Right, it was but in the book he did admit when like WrestleMania eight he did it. So for that reason, yeah. like, he's probably telling the truth. Yeah, that was the one where he said uh, he he bladed and then get in trouble because he made it look like it was hard way and Vince believed him. But Flair gigged, and he got fined heavily by by Vince. Mr. McMahon has uh, actually talked with the USA Network about possibly moving Raw to a different time slot, wanting to air it later in the evening. USA has refused because going an hour later would kill the younger audience. Also, WCW would probably move Nitro to two hours in response. Spoiler! They moved. I think all that. I think all that happens. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I heard Bischoff talking the other day uh, about in one of his most recent 83 Weeks podcasts. He was talking about the cost to them to to do two hours compared to one hour was minimal. You hardly noticed the, the price hike, whereas the ad revenue growth was huge because you got 24 advertisements instead of 12. That makes sense. Yeah, and you could charge full price. And he said that's actually why they bumped it to three hours eventually, because they're like, well, now we can have three times as much advertisement for the same price. It's like, yeah, but the, and like Bischoff said, he's like, that's like doing a pay-per-view a week. And he's like, nobody can keep up with that. <sighs> so he, he said he tried to fight it, but, you know, it was useless. He didn't really get a vote. <laughs> Here's some contract stuff going on. Some of these are kind of funny, but. Diesel has apparently been offered a three-year deal by someone associated with WCW for $750,000 per year of guaranteed money. 
This is because Hulk Hogan wants to bring him in as a heel and work a program with him. However, to avoid contract tampering charges, the deal was brokered through an intermediary and not by anyone actually associated associated with WCW. Uh, what was almost contract tampering, however, was when WCW offered the Bushwhackers $120,000 per year. Uh, and then oh it turned God. out and then it turned <laughs> out that the WWF had kept them under contract for years and just never used them. Also, Vince refused to release them when they were looking to jump to WCW. Oh, yeah, you know, because you don't want to get rid of your hottest tag act, right? Yeah, they're going to go back and be the sheep herders, I assume. Yeah, yeah and uh, they can go lick unsuspecting children in WCW. But they're unwashed crap hands. <laughs> he doesn't wash his hands. I seriously wonder if... Uh, you know, because they're from, was it Australia or New Zealand? New Zealand, I think. Okay. And they were heavily on lockdown and very germaphobic and everything else, like, during COVID. I wonder if they were still, like, not washing after they crapped. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, we can't wear these masks. We can't lick anybody. Wow. <laughs> With no pandemic, you should lick at people, but whatever. <laughs> And now we can go back to licking people. Actually, no, you could never do that. (laughs) Ah, Good Lord. That that one just blew my mind when I read that. Uh, Finally, there's the case of Jean-Pierre Lafitte, who is still under contract until July 7th, (laughs) but is basically Uh, telling. (laughs) Go ahead. They say 2022 and school still getting contracts. (laughs) For those people that don't know, Jean-Pierre Lafitte is a PCO, or, or Pierre Carroulet. And he's in Impact as we speak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they signed all the Ring of Honor guys, which tells me that company's dead, no matter what they want to say. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. Well, either way, uh, he's basically telling everyone that he's going to WCW when he's free, thanks to a deal brokered through Jacques Rougeau. That one could and they do. Yeah, that one could definitely be viewed as contract tampering. Razor Ramon is pretty unhappy with his spot at the moment, and he might be trying to jump ship when his contract is up too. Hmm. I wonder where that whole him and Diesel thing is going to go. I can't believe him and PCO. Well, PCO wasn't the third man. Just wow. I know, right? Wait, is that the is that the pirate? He's he's the third man. Oh, man, you said he that. Have, and, and now his <laughs> leather jacket can have NWO spray painted on the back of it. Oh, my God. Uh, the What was what were they? The amazing French Canadians or what the hell were they? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Were, yeah. OK, I couldn't remember. They had so many damn names, the Quebecers. And uh, I, I know it wasn't him. It was Jacques and Raymond, but, you know, the fabulous. They were the Maltese, like plural. But then. Good Dad, Lord. Canada, I guess, got mad at them for using that. They couldn't use it anymore because it was making Maltese look bad because they were well, like, you know, assaulting people. Like, that's not what Maltese do. Yeah. Man, can you imagine that sternly worded letter from a Canadian man? Hey, guy, don't be using that gimmick, buddy. <laughs> I think it was a shock stick. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't use shock sticks. But... Uh, EJ just watched South Park when he doesn't realize it. <laughs> 
We're not violent, buddy. I'm not your buddy, guy. Anyway, moving on. Buddy, pal. <laughs> right. Uh, Vince McMahon maintains that Lex Luger was always under contract to the WWF when he showed up on Nitro. Luger denies it. And uh, since then, everybody's denied it and said, yeah, no, he was not under contract. <laughs> he was on like a night to night deal. Something tells me that would have been a huge deal or at least a bigger one if it was true. Yeah, right. Yeah, they would have they would have actually sued him, which they never did. I, I like Bruce Pritchard saying that uh, he was on a flight coming to wherever the hell Raw was going to be taped. And so he missed he didn't get to see anything on night the first Nitro. And he gets a call at the hotel from Pat Patterson. And he's like, hey, and he's like, ah, oh, turn it on. He's like, you know, who showed up on Nitro. He's like. Uh, Lex Luger, ah, f*** him, he's their problem now. <laughs> well. Uh, <laughs> I guess nobody could stand him in the WWF, but then it, it's like a completely different, like, night and day Luger, because nobody complained about him in WCW. I mean, until the end, they, they said he was kind of crappy towards the end when he started hanging out with Buff Bagwell, but that's another story. Either way. Johnny Grunge might actually get suspended from WCW for six weeks for stealing the production truck. What? Yeah. Wow, I've never heard that in my life. Well, it gets weirder. Although, as they've investigated the incident, it turns out that it wasn't a WCW truck at all, but rather a hotel van being used by WCW production. Oh, my God. (laughs) Also, the hotel gave Grunge the keys because they figured he worked for WCW, so whatever. I'm sorry. You tell me that the public enemy dude wasn't a good guy. (laughs) He he just comes up and, you know, waving his arms. He's like, hey, oh, give me the keys. Like, yeah, he seems trustworthy. He was a nice guy. He was like bumping rap. uh, He was like doing the hand thing in the air and. And telling you he's going to put your mom through a table and all this. He was a good guy. You can always trust white guys who rap. Come on. <laughs> Look at him. He looks clean. Oh, man. I'm uh, moving on. He's passed away. But it's just uh, Scott Norton and Ice Train. I never Train. got them. I just Sorry. I never did. The public enemy? Yeah. Like I said, as I, a kid, I was like, ah, oh, they're fun. But their matches sucked. Even as a nostalgic act nowadays, if I was to see them, I probably wouldn't like them. It's just I never got like, yeah, they've had they had some decent matches, but they were always garbage matches. And I don't know, like their their in ring stuff wasn't great. They were mostly a fun entrance, and they put people through tables. Cool. A fun entrance, and then then that damn bell had to ring. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of that damn bell having a ring, Scott Norton and Ice Train are being put together as a new team called Fire and Ice. Oh, man. (laughs) And uh, apparently Scott Norton is not terribly thrilled about this because these two don't get along in real life. Oh. I'm going to, like, I don't know for (sighs) sure, obviously. I'm going to say... That's on Ice Train. But, you know, it could just be personalities not... Oh, man, he was smooth, dude. Wow. I mean, like I said, it could just be not, you know, personalities not meshing well. You know, I I don't want to fully blame 
ice train. I could be completely wrong, but Scott Norton seems like a hell of a guy and everybody says he's super nice. So you never know. Uh, well, you know, though, since we're on the subject though, I got a sound bite here. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, Lord. Put these two behemoths and a submission match. Because when I think of ice train, I think of a fucking submission match. God dang it. <laughs> Somehow I knew you were going to hit that one. <laughs> my all-time favorite sound bites because it's so true who the hell <laughs> could put ice train in a submission match dude uh thank <sighs> you for that <laughs> good grief moving on to some legal stuff here and oddly enough it does not involve new jack uh, i thought you already got the legal stuff out of the way <laughs> yeah well we got some this is more Uh, Davy Boy Smith was acquitted on February 7th after his eight-day trial in Calgary for aggravated assault. The trial made headlines throughout Canada after Smith had to admit that wrestling is fake. (laughs) I like how that made headlines in 96. Like the whole country of Canada. Breaking news, eh? Wrestling ain't real. I want to be taken out of context. I didn't say any of the Canadian things. That was all Troy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't plan on visiting, so whatever. Uh, that's not on my bucket list. Or, you know where I want to visit before I I die. would never, ever make fun of, like, you know, the ass backwards Canadians. <clears throat> Anyways. That's yeah, a random right. quote for people taking offensive. <laughs> hey, you're talking about America's hat, okay? You watch your mouth. I went up there, and I loved it, by the way. I, that's a true story. I went there for SummerSlam 2019. It was amazing. Oddly enough. They have more landmass in total than America and 10% of the population. Not a joke. It is all mountains. <laughs> yeah, mountains and prairie. Either way, uh, the judge sympathized with the injuries suffered by Cody Light, who was the alleged victim here, but didn't feel that Smith had caused them and emphasized that Davy Boy had the same rights as anyone else, despite his profession. So I guess that's the thing, like... I think you and I talked about this once before a long time ago about like if a trained UFC fighter gets into a fight, he's going to be at fault because he's a trained fighter. Right. Right. We saw that with that guy, Platinum Mike Perry. Okay, Yeah. So I I guess that was the thing. Like they would have went after Davy Boy harder if, you know, he was a quote unquote real fighter. But since he had well, to, he wasn't a real fighter that night. Uh, Shawn Michaels got beat up by the Marines, was he? Wasn't he there? <laughs> yeah, I think he was slumped. <laughs> I think they said he was passed out drunk in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, good grief. The trial almost took a bad turn when Carl Moffat, the former Jason the Terrible, who suffered a career-ending injury in a van accident with Smith, did a shocking run-in and turned on Davy, con- uh, trying to contradict his testimony. Thankfully, it didn't work, thanks to the hard work of Smith's defense team, who pointed out that Moffat was once fired from New Japan for slice, uh, slashing the tires of the company bus, and thus wasn't credible. <laughs> this is a uh, real story. This sounds like he was reading a made-up book. <laughs> I know, right? Like, what the F? Like, uh, is it true that you slashed the tires of your former employer's van? Um, I plead the fifth. One of those orb episodes of um, To Catch a Predator. I want to blank, blank, and you're blank, blank, blank. I'm going to blank you. <laughs> Come on in. Have a seat. Sit <laughs> <Get> right down. <laughs> like you can't believe any of that. I can't believe any of this. I know. Good Lord. Why'd you bring the bag of onions, huh? 
anyway. Uh, speaking of legal issues, I love that. WC- sponsor us. I wish. Uh, former WCW mid Carter Ranger Ross was arrested. Hell on yes. Fe- <laughs> he was arrested on February 11th on suspicion of being the point man in five major robberies plus arson and embezzlement. He was a I take that back after WCW. <laughs> I was, was going to say you like might- a legit army dude. Yeah, he was a legit ranger. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I was I was going to say you I might mean, I hold know- your hell yes. <laughs> I know that uh, you know the they don't get really taken care of after the service. I'll be the first to admit that. But damn. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, he admitted to everything and was placed in a halfway house immediately. Police allege that Ross, who had already been caught on suspicion of being the infamous motorcycle bandit that used army counter surveillance tactics to avoid capture, actually burned down the city clerk's office in Ackworth, Georgia, to destroy the evidence of him embezzling money while working as a fee collector for the city. A fee collector? Isn't that what you just call like a mafia collector? You just... <laughs> yeah, but this is for the city, so it's, you know, it's all above board. Yeah, you know what else is for the city? Sanitation. You see where I'm going with this? (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. I I watched The Sopranos, folks. I'm sorry. I uh, I picked up some lingo. Good lord. I wanna (laughs) I wanna start watching that actually. I gotta I gotta have my list, bro. Watch the uh, movie first and then watch the show. It's like really cool. Ah, okay. Yeah, the one that just came out. Saints of uh, Saints of Newark, right? Yeah, yeah, that one. I've been wanting to see that one. Now streaming, folks. Go watch it. It is <laughs> amazing. Nice. I like mafia stuff. So, I mean, not that I have any special connection to it or anything, you know, whatever. Know. But... Nor do I have any of the Mexican drug cartel. Well, hey, don't don't accuse me. So you, so you don't watch Narcos. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, commercial yeah, makes me want to. It looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, this... This whole thing is just weird. Like, man, he burned down a city clerk's office, fee collector, <laughs> used army training to evade surveillance. It sounds like um, like somebody who got, got kicked out of the CIA and is, like, getting back at him now. <laughs> right. To WCW now, this one's kind of – wow. Uh, at the Universal TV tapings, Brian Pillman freaked everyone out when he kicked Dave Sullivan's rabbit cage high in the air – complete with a rabbit inside of it, while teaming with Chris Benoit against Sullivan and Renegade. Rabbit was pretty freaked out as well. What the hell? There was an actual L in it? Yeah. His little, his, you remember his rabbit that he used to bring to the ring? I mean, when you said that, I just assumed it was empty. No, he said the they said the rabbit was oh. inside it. He just took the cage and freaking punted it with a damn rabbit. How did Peter not like throw his ass in jail? I know. Or right? whatever their equivalent is to it. <sighs> Pretty effed up, I will I will say. Uh, speaking of Benoit, he uh, signed a long-term deal with WCW, as expected, and will be moving from Edmonton to Atlanta as a part of the deal. And he did. When was it he left? Was it two, uh, 2000, right? Beginning of 2000? Yeah, the night after he sold out 2000. Yeah. <laughs> right, right after he won the world title. Yep. WWF WrestleMania 13 is a lock for the Pittsburgh Civic Arena. Yeah, about that. <laughs> I think they'll get WrestleMania 15. Uh, I don't remember. No, it's just, in, uh, no, but you said Pittsburgh? 
Yeah. No, okay, they Philly gets it. Never mind. Okay. Nope. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think Pittsburgh ever got one. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Super Brawl Six, where Brian Pillman might have been fired from WCW <laughs> on live pay per view. Uh, Pillman, oh. Rus- Pillman wrestled Kevin Sullivan in a respect match, which is basically an I quit strap match. They briefly exchanged a few shots between Pil- uh, before Pillman grabbed the bike and quipped, I respect you, Booker man, and walked out, <laughs> leaving a panicked backstage group to send uh, to send Arn Anderson out there and work a half-assed match with Sullivan before Ric Flair just told them to stop at three minutes, and 45 seconds. Although Pillman hasn't officially been fired as of yet, Eric Bischoff went on Nitro the next night and said that they there were only three horsemen now, basically writing them out of the company. Disco Inferno was telling people backstage that Pillman and Bischoff were working the boys. Maybe he's not as dumb as people say he is. I remember watching this live and like being like, I'm about to be 12 years old. I'm completely lost to what the hell happened. Yeah, it's like, like uh, I, I don't know what I just saw. Yeah, he was a nut. I don't know, but he uh, he it, it kind of sucks. If anybody watches the dark side of the ring on him, he's finally going to make the big money going to WWF and everything. And he destroys his ankle. And all of a sudden, WWF is like, well, you're uh, not much good to us anymore and they uh lower his price sucks man i i don't know i just i, I hate saying this because i don't like speaking to all the dead and i when i was a kid i loved flying brian it was kind of yeah. a too much for me but um i don't know i feel like you just didn't give a damn i mean why would right. you do that i know nuts man again no regard for life personal yeah professional whatever yeah, wasn't he not wearing a seatbelt and hit a tree? I I don't know the specs on that. I forget. I think even though I did watch that episode, which is a great episode, by the way. Horrible, yeah. great episode. But yeah. Well, speaking of being let go, Sherry was fired on February 5th after showing up in no condition to do an angle where she smashed up Colonel Robert Parker's car with a baseball bat. I, mean, I don't think she was gone for long because we just reviewed a show where she was with. Shoot, what was it we we reviewed? Super Brawl, Super Brawl Seven, very next year. She's there. Who was she with? She was with uh, she was with Harlem Heat. Remember it was at uh, it was like Harlem Heat versus uh, the Face of Fear and Public Enemy. I want to say like a three way. Okay, it's definitely the next year because I don't think Harlem was there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh? So. I, I know she did get fired for substance abuse, according to Eric Bischoff, but I, my mind is really starting to go because I, re- I usually remember stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. and I was at that event, too. <laughs> now in the archives, by the way, just a few weeks back in January. Go check it out. Last story I got here, though. At Sushi Onita showed up at a February 5th show at Corican Hall, basically starting to build to his latest unretirement. But that uh, this one has developed a ton of bad feelings from fans. The crowd in the in the attendance apparently chanted the equivalent of go away at him until he left the ringside area. The apparently, equivalent of go away? What the hell does that mean? Uh, whatever it means. Like, they were chanting it in Japanese. So I oh. guess whatever. Yeah. Okay. I thought they were just not telling us what they were chanting. <laughs> Something. <laughs> no. The equivalent of go away. 
Yeah, like, right. please don't be here. <laughs> right. Uh, I missed that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, but apparently, apparently Onita was shocked that doing a year-long retirement tour and milking fans of every last red cent that they had and, uh, would lead to resentment when he returned less than a year later. Wait, the you room, can't do that? I know. Shocking. A Terry Funk would like a word. <laughs> uh, I would have taken all that money and bought me a horse. Yeah, this one's sick. <laughs> Uh, the rumors are stronger because Hayabusa is still in the hospital from injuries suffered due to trying to be Rey Mysterio and carrying the FMW promotion. And neither of them are and uh, neither thing is working out for him. This, by the way, is not yet when he paralyzes himself. He's I don't think he's in the hospital for something else at this point. Uh, but they want. Damn, to, dude, that's telling. Yeah, I know. They want to run another 50,000-seat stadium show, and Hayabusa is not the guy to headline something like that. Oh, man. It, that's another Dark Side of the Ring episode on FMW, if anybody wants to go check that out. It's um, probably my least favorite one, honestly. I thought it was very interesting, uh, but, man, it was depressing. It was shocking. I thought it was a great episode just because of all the twists and turns. You got the mafia, you got death, you got this. I mean, uh, terrible stuff, obviously, but yeah. Wow, hold on now. When's the last time we were talking about Dark Side of the Ring? You said good stuff. <laughs> right. I this mean, it's called stuff Dark Side of the here, Ring. <laughs> good stuff, pal. God dang it. Damn it. But anyway, that's uh, the end of the news and notes I got. I told you it was a lot. I even left some stuff out, but. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the event at hand. The reason we're here today, we're going to the land of extreme after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way there. back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What are we doing? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, hey, the ending. No, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, Mike. Take it easy. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. 
Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. And we're back. It's ECW's Cyber Slam. Real name. And you thought <laughs> right. WWE had some terrible names. <laughs> Lord, this is right up there with great balls of fire. I want to just say something before you even start. Everybody listening to this, go to Wikipedia, look up CyberSlam 96, and look at the picture of the arena they put. It's obviously the ECW arena. But that, folks, held a, quote, big event. Yeah. Good oh, grief. <laughs> yep. It looks like looks like an old repair shop on the corner street. <laughs> That's like oh, double I know. drug front. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Yeah, they launder the money in the back. Poker in the liquor in the front, poker in the back. Yeah, there it is. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> That's up. Uh, but the date is February 17th, 1996. Took place at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm using the word arena <laughs> very loosely. Uh, arena. <laughs> I know. This is barely a fucking clock. And the attendance was 1,300 people. Uh, yes, they jammed 1,300 people into this place. And that was a uh, quote-unquote legit sellout? I believe so, yeah. Okay. I mean, about as legit as you can get. But uh, well, we laugh, but man, people went to these shows. I know. It's freaking nuts, man. But the uh, first match of the night, we'll call it a match. Call it a match. A, <laughs> yeah. It's a six-man tag. We didn't tag. rehearse that, folks. I was not rehearsed. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Before you even go on, I, I got to point something out real quick, okay? Because you're going to obviously tell the timestamps of all these matches. Uh-huh. I think I added it up. If you watch the first six matches, you can watch them all three times all together in a one-hour span. Just to yep. give you a little heads up of what you're going to say. Literally, oh, yeah. All, for sure. match, all, all six matches, three times in a row. Start to finish in a one-hour span, three times. There you go. Just a little tidbit it's I nuts. want to throw. Go ahead. Uh, this first match <laughs> is uh, it's a six-man tag, and it goes for two minutes, three seconds. <sighs> That's a real time. <laughs> yep. It is the Bad Crew, Dog and Rose, along with Judge Dredd. Not sure how they got away with that one. Uh, and they are taking on Dino Sendoff, 
Don E. Allen and the Dirt Bike Kid. Real names. <laughs> uh, so I don't know a single one of these guys, by the way. Just put that nope. out there right now. Nope. Uh, bad Crew hits a doomsday device on Donnie Allen to win the match. I gave it a dud. Nobody else rated it. What say you? I didn't rate it. I feel like it was yeah. a segment. It sucked. Whatever it was, it sucked. You may get that for me three more times this event. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> well, after the match, Sandman runs in, beats everyone up with a kendo stick, grabs a mic, and keeps yelling, Yo! And then we go to the next match. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I just watched. But up next, we got El Puerto Ricano versus Kano. Gotta roll the head. Oh, well, excuse me. I'll get uh, Justin Roberts in here to do that for me. Uh, he's taking on Spiros Greco in about four and a half minutes. Before we start, El Puerto Ricano. You know who he is? Yeah. You, did you recognize him? I No, I don't. That was Babu. That was Tigrelli Singh's little, like, servant oh, or slave gosh. or whatever he was. Man servant, yeah. And, you know, those nasty segments where he had women kissing his feet and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. That's a little fun fact. Go ahead. <laughs> so at least we know who That's one guy probably is. Most, That's probably the most interesting thing you're going to hear about this entire event. Anyways, go on. Yep. Well, uh, my only note is with a side slam, the Greek guy wins. A 411 Mania gave it half a star. I gave it one star. I thought the Greek guy was okay. What say you? One star. Terrible. Yeah, it was boring. We now skip into footage of Taz in the ring with Bill Alfonso screaming, asking if we remember him. Uh, no. <laughs> and were you the referee at WrestleMania 9? Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, finally, we get somebody we know. It's Taz with Bill Alfonso in his corner taking on Joel Goodhart. This one went about two minutes. Taz's opponent, Joel Goodhart, looks like Heyman found him in the back alley of the Red Hook District in Brooklyn, New York. Got beat up by Joey Numbers. Now he's getting taken out by Taz. Yeah, right. Uh, Taz destroys this fool and makes him tap to the Katahajime. Uh, 411 Mania gave it a half a star. I gave it a star. Let's say you. Didn't rate it. Feel like it never even happened. <laughs> yeah. I was well, like, dude, this is like a minute or so. How long was it you said? It's like a minute? Uh, about, about two minutes. Oh, man. I know. <laughs> I saw Taz. I'm thinking this might be something to watch. Nope. Did he see his opponent? Hell no. Well, I mean, it's Taz, though. I figured he'd be doing some stuff. You know, like, he looked like an extra from uh, from uh, American History X. <laughs> Hold on, save that because the Dudley match is coming up. So. Oh, good lord! <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> well, after the match, Taz grabs a mic and says, "Just another victim." Until the EMTs load the jobber onto a stretcher, and Taz dumps it over. The two jobbers from the that was the most interesting the, part of the whole match. Right. Well, two of the jobbers from the opening match come out, and Taz suplexes the crap out of them. Mikey Whipwreck then runs out, punches Alfonso down, and fires up on Taz for a bit until Taz dumps him on his head and then locks him in the Katahajime. 
<sighs> so there's that. We now skip to Joey Styles in the ring. You ready for this segment, Greg? Hell no. He's, he's welcoming everyone to the show that's, you know, already been going on for the past 15 minutes or so. Uh, uh, no, I think it's been going over about seven minutes match time total, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it's funny that he's claiming that people from all over the world came for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the lights drop. Joey freaks out. When they, I'm sure he freaked out because he was like, did Polly actually pay the bill? <laughs> when they come back on, Brian Pillman is in the ring. Crowd absolutely blows. Pillman claims that an announcer took away my constitutional rights and that Eric Bischoff fired him. Uh, Pillman goes off on Bischoff in an expletive laden promo. And when Styles tries to send it to commercial break, Pillman won't let him. Pillman goes off on the fans, telling them that they're all smart marks. I mean, he's not wrong. He then says that he's going to pull out his Johnson and piss all over this hellhole. And just when he's about to yank out his junk, Todd Gordon, Paul Heyman, and Shane Douglas run out, saying that this wasn't part of the deal, and they call for security to get Pillman out of there. (laughs) Douglas loudly says, he's shooting! He's shooting! Oh, my God. (laughs) I take it uh, back. You know, I felt up on the Young Bucks a lot for doing this crap, but man, he started it all. <laughs> right. Uh, the crowd is literally chanting, piss, piss, piss. <laughs> and, and then they, for you, folks. And then they chant, er, then they switch to, let him piss, let him piss. <laughs> Weird stuff you guys into over there, man. Right? Like, did uh, you want to actually pay tickets to watch him piss in the ring? Like, what is wrong with you? One of my notes here, too, is like, since when does a guy with a microphone have the ability to stop a commercial from happening? He's not in a truck. Right. Well, can't go to commercial because he has the mic. So that's it. That's the button. Right. And why is there commercials on a pay-per-view or a DVD or whatever the hell? Uh, was this a pay-per-view? This wasn't a pay-per-view. It was on TV. but Yeah, it was not a pay-per-view yet. So they, they were just putting out DVDs or, I was sorry, VHS at the time. But I don't know. But Pillman's being escorted out. Some clear plant in the crowd spits on Pillman and takes a swing at him. And Pillman pulls him out of the crowd and attacks him in the ring with, a, I think, a pen until Douglas runs back out and chases him off. Douglas grabs the mic and says that either security throws Pillman out or he'll beat his ass. I should have had a counter for how many times the they dropped the S word and the F word in this segment. <laughs> Pillman eventually comes back out and is escorted out through a different door. It would have been funny if they yelled out, wrong damn door. <sighs> but then we go to the, we're going to sigh a lot during the show. But then we go to this. Uh, especially with this next one. It's Mr. Hughes versus Bubba Ray Dudley, who has in his corner, sign guy Dudley, chubby Dudley, T.W. Dudley. I, I don't know who that is. And Big Dick Dudley. This one went for 36 seconds. Not joking. 36 seconds. Bubba literally dances for a full two minutes to Highway to Hell by ACDC while while Mr. Hughes beats up the other Dudleys. (laughs) (laughs) I did laugh at that. Uh, Big Dick hits, (laughs) real name, hits Mr. Hughes in the back with a crutch. 
Bubba Ray splashes him from the top and gets the pinfall win. Both I and 411 Mania gave this a dud. What say you? Didn't rate it. Yep. Not to rate. This was a horrible segment with a pin. Yep. Unfortunately. By the way, if anybody realize, uh, recognizes, like, any listeners of the show, I usually use Uncle Dave Meltzer's ratings. Uh, I didn't for this because he didn't rate it. So well, yeah, Once I actually agree with the idiot, I wouldn't rate this either. So he actually spared him. He did watch it because he had a few opinions, and he does rate one match on the entire card, uh, but he didn't uh, even I, bother trying to rate this I don't really know which match it is because it's actually not that bad. Right. Yeah, and we'll get it's to the it. Old, it's the only good one on the whole card. <laughs> and I yeah. use that term loosely, too, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we now go to Musafa Saeed in the ring with a microphone. He basically tells us that the gangsters are still a thing and that he's crazy. The announcers let us know that we New know. Jack... <laughs> I know. <laughs> the ring announcer let us, lets us know that New Jack is not there tonight, so Mustafa will wrestle by himself. <laughs> Oh, man. I, mean, I don't want to see you wrestle anybody, let alone by yourself. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> if I mean, if I had to pick one of the two, it would probably be Mustafa. But uh, what's that saying? Damien, Kane, and Lady Alexandra, whoever that they are, come to the ring. And Kane says that instead of wrestling, he'll give Mustafa a job shining their shoes. But Mustafa said he would rather have an... Well, it's a job involving a hand uh, from Alexandra. Kane then calls New Jack a jailbird. and Mustafa beats him up all around ringside until the headhunters jump him and beat him down. People that don't know who the headhunters are, they're like 400 pound fat ass black guys with face paint. Nah, that's about all I can say. <laughs> but Kane trash talks him. Uh, some more before asking if there's any tag team in ECW that can stand up to the headhunters. Just then, music hits and the Bruise Brothers come out. Those who don't know, the Bruise Brothers are Ron and Don Harris. Okay, yeah. Uh, real quick, mm-hmm. I just had to go Wikipedia, Wikipedia on these guys. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I know who the Bruise Brothers are. Uh, right. But it looks like these guys, the Headhunters, were in the 1996 Royal Rumble. They were, yeah. So they Why? got around. Uh, I don't know. Everybody said they sucked. They were in the WWF okay, for like a minute. Okay, saw this match, minute. right? Not to get ahead, yes. but everybody said they sucked. The way you said that was if, like, some people are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, hey, I mean, Vince, Mc, Vince McMahon probably saw it. was like, God dang it, look at them, pal. They're Beefy. But yeah, Just real quick. In popular culture, the Headhunters were featured in the ICP's wrestling DVDs, Strangle Mania and Strangle Mania 2, under the name The Mushroom Boys. <laughs> <laughs> the Mushroom Boys? <laughs> what? Oh, this is real. It's on Wikipedia. Oh, my you know, Because, you know, if it's on Wikipedia, it has to be real. But that oh, sounds Lord, legit, though. <laughs> uh, I don't doubt it for a second. <laughs> Uh, You've got shrooms to watch these dudes. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah, I can't find any pictures of them as the Mushroom Boys. Uh, I just did a quick search for it. I, I'm going to have to look this up later. I don't think you want to be Googling Mushroom Boys. You might get some stuff you don't want to see. But, hey, I don't want to 
tell you what to do. Yeah, I just thought about that. So this one's the Headhunters, uh, Headhunter 1 and 2, versus the Bruise Brothers, Ron and Don Harris. It went just shy of four minutes. They brawl all around the venue. I'm not going to call it a, an arena. Don hits a big boot on one of the Headhunters for the win, as the other Headhunter hits a moonsault on Ron. 411 Mania and I both gave this a did. What say you? <laughs> so barf, got it. Yes. The Bruce Brothers weren't great either, but I mean they looked like Lou Fez and uh, Late, Pat O'Connor in there with them. <laughs> Later on, they were serviceable, I'll say. Yeah, that's, that's true. <sighs> but now we skip. Loosely, but they, we've seen worse. Yep. AKA the Headhunters. Right. We now skip to Joey Styles in the ring, calling out Tommy Dreamer and Beulah McGillicutty. Tommy's shoulder is hurt, and his arm is in a sling. After a minute, Raven comes out with Kimona, Blue Meanie, and Stevie Richards. Raven says that the uh, separated shoulder wasn't enough payback for what Dreamer did to his girlfriend, Beulah. He talks about capital punishment in other countries and how they cut body parts off for doing various things. Uh, as Shane Douglas and Bruce and the Bruce brothers come down to back up Dreamer. Raven says, you know, because, we need them back. Well, yeah, we need to see him multiple times in one night. Uh, but Draven then says that because Dreamer got his girlfriend pregnant, he should cut his little Richard off and cleaning it up. And now Dreamer can prepare to die. The Bruise Brothers then jump Dreamer from behind and beat him down. He'll turn, bro. Uh, they repeatedly crotch him on the ring post before the Raven's Nest leaves. Oh, man. And this is leading to an epic segment. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? No, no, I forgot to watch this part. <laughs> Uh well well no I'm talking about this this uh, the Raven and Dreamer segment with Beulah and Kimona and yeah everybody just Google it that's all I'll say oh I think it's about later okay never mind oh no yeah Sorry. okay and this next uh, this next match is J T Smith versus Axel Rotten in just over six minutes these two brawl all around the uh, J T Smith of the FBI right. Yes, he is the I think he was calling himself the the Italian stallion at this point. And these two brawl all around the ring throughout most of this, quote, match. Smith well, it's, inj- it's a Sicilian grudge match, as Joey called it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Smith faked an injury by intentionally falling from the top rope and pretending it uh, and pretending it was an accident. Uh, Rotten turned his back on Smith. And Smith hits him in the back with a steel chair and pins him to win the match. 411 Mania gave this two and a half stars. I gave it a star. Let's say you. Two and a half stars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sucked. Barely gets the one. Yeah. Uh, anything involving anybody with the last name Rotten is <laughs> yikes. But after the match, Smith hit a moonsault uh, with a... Is this the one that passed away, by the way? He is, yeah. Well, well respect him for that, but... <clears throat> yeah. He was bad, I'm sorry. He was. Yeah. Uh, after the match, Smith hit a moonsault with a chair on Rotten and continued to attack him until Hack Myers runs out. 
Smith tries to dance with him and then <laughs> takes him out with a microphone and beats him up. Finally, Myers fights back and chases JT off. Myers slips and slides on someone's dropped ketchup and mustard outside the ring. That's the most ECW thing you'll ever say. Yep. It was a concession stand brawl in the front row. Good Lord. Looking him up, Mike, did I ever see this guy anywhere else? And I didn't. And I didn't know he passed away either. Hack Myers? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he passed away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 2015. He was a big thing in early ECW, and that was literally it. So... He had a look, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had the look of, the, I'm not trying to insult him, but he had the look of uh, most of the local indie stars. So, <laughs> But up next, we got the Eliminators, Perry Saturn and John Cronus, with Stevie Richards in their corner, taking on the Pitbulls 1 and 2, and Francine in a six-person dog collar match in about uh, 14 minutes. And yes, uh, six-person dog collar match. That was a thing. Uh, what, so far, you couldn't possibly get clustered with that. <laughs> right. I did say, so far, this is the best match of the night, and it's still an absolute mess. This honestly wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. The Pitbulls hit super bombs on both of the Eliminators, and then a super bomb neckbreaker on Stevie Richards, allowing Francine to pin him. 411 Mania and I both gave it two and a half stars. For Avarage, what say you? I gave it two. It was, yeah, it was watchable. Uh, not even that, but just almost watchable. And okay. for this show, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hate uh, these two teams, but after the match, the Eliminators hit total elimination on Pitbull number two, and then when Pitbull number one steps in, he also gets total elimination. Finally, Francine slaps Saturn, gets clotheslined. They then hit Francine with total elimination, and Cronus damn near sits on her. If you go back and watch, he when he does the uh, wheel kick, he about sits on her because she, like, falls right under him. <sighs> but now we move on to this, and when do you know it, a match broke out on this card? It was a complete accident. I know. It is Too Cold Scorpio defending the world television title against Sabu. And it went for a half an hour. After and a just, long... just keep in mind, he's nine months away from being Flash Punk. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> After a long match, Sabu eventually hits an Arabian face buster to Scorpio and covered him for the pinfall. But the 30-minute time limit expired. As a result, uh, Scorpio retained the title. 411 Mania gave it four stars. Uncle Dave rated this one. He actually gave it four and a half stars. I only gave it three stars. I didn't think it was that damn good. What say you? Compared to everything else on the show, this is like a five-star match. But I gave it three. (laughs) I gave it three. I feel like three was good. I mean, it was a good match, but, like, I've seen way better half-an-hour-long matches. I'll say this. This is one of the better Sabu matches I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. These two worked great together. I liked uh, everything that happened. It was a good match. But... Yeah, so, I mean, from here on out, uh, I mean, it does go down. For it, It's like this is the peak, and then we start going down the mountain the other side. But we skip into, after this, what I guess sorry, is the next quick. match. Mm. Was it just me, or was like that match we just saw, was it about the amount of time that every other match prior combined? <laughs> Pretty much. 
it was it was damn close. Yeah, because nothing else really came close to that other than the tag match. And this next but, one. Yeah, right. Yeah, this next one is Cactus Jack versus Shane Douglas in about 15 and a half minutes. Shane Douglas jumps Cactus Jack, who's wrestling in a suit. When the shirt is ripped off of him, he's wearing a T-shirt with Eric Bischoff's face airbrushed on the front. And the back says, forgive me, Uncle Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Uh, Referee Brian Hildebrand gives Douglas handcuffs, and he uses those to handcuff Jack's hands behind his back. Don't know why Hildebrand was doing this. Maybe it was an anti-WCW thing. I don't know. Uh, He then repeatedly nails Jack in the head with a steel chair, a la uh, Royal Rumble 99. Uh, but Jack refuses to quit before repeatedly calling out to his tag team partner, Mikey Whipwreck, for help. Douglas locks in a figure four on Jack, and Whipwreck finally runs out and, with a chair, and then he blasts Jack in the head with it. He's out, so the referee counts Jack's shoulders to the mat for a Douglas pinfall win. Uncle Dave gave this three stars. I gave it two and a half. What do you give it? Two. I did find it funny, by the way, Joey Styles file tells everybody, yep, he's going to WWE to be Mankind. <laughs> oh, I missed that. He said that in the match? <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. I missed that. Good Lord. I didn't realize it was. So this was his last match. I think it was his last match. Yeah. Or one wow. Week, but... All the way to go out. Uh, well, speaking of going out, we're going to take our second to last break. When we come back, I'm it's already the main out of it, event time. <laughs> After this, it's main event time right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hey, gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around, TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. And we're back. Main event time. It's Raven with Kimono Analea, Stevie Richards, and Blue Meaning in his corner. He's defending the ECW world title against the Sandman with Missy Hyatt in his corner. This went just under eight and a half minutes. Uh, After repeated interference by the Raven's Nest, Raven shoved Sandman from the top rope face first onto a steel chair, hit an even flow, 
and retained the title with a pinfall win. Uncle Dave gave it – he actually rated this one. He gave it a quarter of a star. I gave it two stars. What say you? Wow. You gave it two stars? I thought it was uh, all right. I gave it a whole star. Yeah, it wasn't very good. But, yeah, that's the world title match in the main event, folks. But after the match, the Blue Meanie mocked Sandman and spilled beer on him, and that revived him. Uh, Meanie then repeatedly hit the Sandman with a Singapore cane, but Sandman makes a comeback and beats everyone down with a cane before grabbing the mic. He starts shouting something that I can't understand. He's being drowned out by music. But Missy Hyatt comes back out. (laughs) Right. Missy Hyatt comes back out and gives him a cigarette and a beer. The show then comes to a close mercifully and uh was she mommy by the way what was she mommy i guess so so remember sam i kept yelling mommy oh i didn't i didn't know he was saying that yeah what the hell uh oh i think they were saying he was saying mikey or something i couldn't understand i just i I don't know. If anybody knows what the hell was going on, please let us know. Or don't. I I don't know. (laughs) We're going to take our second to last break. When we come back, it's final ratings time. And we'll tell you what's to come next week on the podcast. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Hello everyone, my name is Ryan McCarthy and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also, check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUpSports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. And we're back. Final time here. Internet Movie Database rates this five and a half out of, or excuse me, 5.5 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 6.29 out of 10. I also gave it 5.5 out of 10. For an F. What say you? Solid F minus. Yeah. I don't know how anybody could look at this and be like, that was a solid show. 
there are eight, eight, eight ECW idiots out there that love this crap. You know that. Yeah, I, I, I don't. This, this sucked. Objectively, it sucked. I, so I don't know. I, I don't get it. <sighs> but whatever. This was a major show too. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, it was one of their big, one of their bigger ones, supposedly for the year '96. That's true. We do got to define big show for them. Yeah, right. And it had the moment with Pillman. It had, uh, you know, the the advancing of the Raven Dreamer story. But I don't know. And and then that television title match. That was about it. But either way, that uh, that wraps it up. Thank God. I don't see an ECW show in our near future anytime. I'm looking through the I scheduled way out. I don't ever want to do one again, but I think May is going to be our next one. So we got a couple months off (laughs) that we're busting into May with with yet another stupidly named show. But we'll get there when, uh, you know, when the time is right. But this is double main event week. So if you didn't like this one, tune in. This Friday, we're dropping WWF Raw is War from February 3rd, 1997. It's the very first ever two-hour Raw. I have watched this one back already. I think we'll have fun with this one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. And the way I scheduled it out was this one we're covering February of 96. Friday, we're going to do February of 97. And then next week, February 23rd, we're going to cover WWF No Way Out of Texas 1998. So we're going to do February of 98 for that one, for the news and notes. And kind of see where the wrestling world is three Februaries in a row here and see how things changed. And, you know, uh, I think spoiler, uh, they get better progressively. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. <laughs> I think this one will be fun. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, we haven't covered a Raw in a while, so this is definitely a bonus show. We're going to save, like, we're going to try to save, like, if we're, Covering a weekly like a Nitro or a Raw or something like that. We're going to try to make those bonus shows from now on. We got other stuff coming up that we'll get to. Um, and we might, for, for March, we might even have a, uh, a really fun thing planned for YouTube. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so maybe uh, we got we got a Stay lot tuned. of stuff planned. Yeah, and we, we only drop one bonus, sh- uh, or excuse me, one podcast a week. Or, you know, on double main event weeks, we have two. But if you want to keep up with us more frequently, we drop a lot of content throughout the weeks on YouTube. So you can keep up with us there. And Check out Fig Hunting and Unboxing. Yeah, we got if, if you're a fig collector or if you wanted to check it out or whatever, we're doing that. We're going to do more videos on that kind of stuff. Uh, we also have, like, little clips from the show, uh, little extras and stuff like that we try to squeeze in there. So... Uh, and and I actually have Jacob Grandi show. Yeah, check out Curtain Jerkin every Monday. He covers more current stuff from all around the world. So I mean, he touches on New Japan, Impact, WWE, AEW, uh, GCW. I mean, you know, whatever you want to hear about. Because we don't do current stuff here. It's all retro, evergreen stuff here. But he's got all the news and notes and the happenings and the results and all that good stuff from current day wrestling from across the globe. Good stuff on the YouTube channel. So go follow us there. YouTube forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast and check us out on our link tree. 
It's linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. Get all the links to our social media, the podcast, the YouTube, all that good stuff. Fire shirt. Damn straight. Yeah, the merchandise stores, our swag shacks there. Go check them out. Buy some buy some merch. Support the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And we will catch you all this Friday with Raw's War from February 3rd, 1997, and next Wednesday with No Way Out of Texas, 1998. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.